written in any way of like things I would like <laughs> when you have to do this and it like as him basically being like I'd suck dick to do that. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Welcome to another episode of Houston. We have a podcast. Uh, on today's episode we're going to be talking about uh, looking forward to 2019 and movies that we're looking forward to. Even uh, though we're a month in. Sure. We could have recorded this a month ago. Uh, so yeah, we're going to throw out some random questions to our guests here about some movies that we're looking forward to, maybe some casting or movie announcements that are going to happen throughout the year. Um, and then we're also going to do a bit of a random segment where we talk about a dream we had recently and we're going to pitch it in the form of a movie. So hopefully you're looking forward to that. I just had an idea. Let's, <laughs> okay. Let's make this a drinking game. Every time someone uh, does some blank... We take a shot. <laughs> oh no. There's also a bottle of whiskey with us here. No, this is wrong. I'm no, in big whatever. trouble. <laughs> I'll, th I'll figure it out. We'll start the game later. Uh, okay, how about we do it like person specific? Uh, like when I talk about a movie that's too artsy that no one understands. <laughs> uh, or when Jory talks about anything Marvel related when we're not talking about something Marvel related. <laughs> I take the shot or all three of you take the shot? Uh, no, we'll figure it out. I don't think I have that enough room for that. <laughs> uh, and Paulo, whenever he brings up a quiet place or a shitty movie, trying to say that it's good. Um, oh, I'm gonna get so drunk. <laughs> Friday night. Uh, okay, fine. It doesn't have to be a shot. You just drink whatever you're drinking. Nihal, what what do you not need to say? Um, if Nihal, I don't know. Pick something. If Nihal hasn't said anything if, in a while, if you're silent for more than two minutes, you take a drink. Like Wait, then that makes him silent longer. <laughs> I feel like with enough drinking, we'll get there. Okay, that's a that's a pretty good opportunity to introduce our two guests here today. Uh, so two guys who have been on the episodes before, uh, Jory and Nihal. Nihal, you were here Ooh. for the Apocalypse episode that we did. Uh, and Jory, you were here for our sports movies episode where you won our sports movies challenge. Former champion, yes. Former champion. Putting the title belt on, even though we're not having any competitions here. Um, Still sour about that. I am also sour about that. <laughs> I'm shocked to be back, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we, we weren't sure if we would ever have you back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so we're going to start the episode as we usually do, just by talking about some movies that we've seen recently that we want to talk about. Um, so Paulo, how about you start up? Recently seen, right? Uh, yeah, just something you've seen relatively recently. Oh yeah, okay, so, uh, I've recently watched, um, The Catcher Was a Spy, um, on Netflix. I shout out Netflix. That should have been my thing, actually, every time I shout out Netflix. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's, um, it stars Paul Rudd. And that's pretty much the only reason why I watch it. Actually, two things. Paul Rudd, and it's a World War II period piece um, about, about this uh, baseball catcher um, who was a spy in World War II because he's, like, really smart. It's based on a true story. I don't... You don't... You've never heard of this catcher before, have I, you? I'm a big baseball guy. I have no idea. I, I couldn't name you a former MLB player who also served. Can someone look it up while I'm talking? But <laughs> Have you also seen uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? No. Where Sam Rockwell plays a TV game show host who is apparently hired by the CEA to be an assassin? <laughs> no. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I fairly enjoyed this movie, so I might watch that one. But yeah, just because of my uh, weird obsession with Paul Rudd, I watched this... And uh, it was it was interesting, but like 
I, I wouldn't recommend it because nothing really happens in the end. I guess they stayed too true to the story. Is it, what's his name? Oh, I thought you were looking it up, sorry. I will look this up. Okay, um, but yeah, basically, should I spoil it? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, well, it's true, it's based on true events. There's, it's a whole thing about, like, he's, like, secretly uh, gay, and he uses that somehow. I, I, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. But basically, he, uh, he goes to Nazi Germany to find this guy who's making a, they're, they're not sure if he's making a hydrogen bomb or not. So it's like up to him to uh, to decide if he is because he's like a scientist. And then if he um, if he thinks that he is, then he should he has to kill him. But if he doesn't think that he is, then he leaves him alone. So and he's a gay CIA scientist baseball catcher. Yes. Later on a coach. There you go. What's his, his name? His name is Moberg. Moberg. Yeah. He might also be Jewish. It sounds like. <laughs> for the team. Sure. Yeah. And um, basically, and because like he was a catcher, he could tell like when people were gonna steal the base. So that's why he could like he could read people, and that's like that's a point that's brought up in the movie. I can confirm he was Jewish. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> Anyways, go. I've spoken too long in this movie where nothing really happens. Spoiler alert: He doesn't kill the guy because he reads him, and he's like, "I don't think he was making a bomb." And then that's <laughs> the end. Anyways, that's my movie. <laughs> Hello, what about you? So the last movie I watched was Glass by Ed Shyamalan. Don't spoil it. Surprisingly, it was a very interesting movie, and I didn't expect it from M. Night Shyamalan, because for reasons. But <laughs> I was really excited. Lately. I was really excited by the whole idea of casting villains, superheroes, and really found it interesting, especially with the superhero movie culture that we have right now. It was just a fresh take on superhero movies. That's fair. No more spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you. it was very similar to Unbreakable in the sense of, like, here's something in the superhero genre that kind of is very aware it's a superhero movie and is aware of what the genre is, but does different things. Uh, and so for that reason alone, I thought it was worth seeing. It wasn't like the most amazing thing ever, but I was like, oh, yeah, that was good. One of my friends absolutely hated it. but I, just, I'm curious I Honestly, if anyone tells me they absolutely hate it, it's one of those movies where I'm like, yeah, I, <laughs> I understand. I get it. I, get I understand. Jerry, uh, how about you? Um, you know, we're in the midst of a polar vortex right now, so I've been spending a lot of time indoors with a lot of Netflix. Shout out Netflix. Yeah! Hello, uh, Drake. Um, All right. So I watched recently a couple documentaries. One is the one every, the two that everyone's talking about, the Fire Festival documentary, as well as the four-part series on Ted Bundy. Uh, not really in the similar genre of documentaries. I did really enjoy the Fire Festival documentary because it left me outwardly questioning scene after scene what was really happening there how can someone be so stupid and how did this actually happen uh the ted bundy documentaries to me were really interesting little creepy obviously um but taught me a lot about you know one of history's prominent serial killers that i didn't know much about so i'd recommend both is that the one where zach efron's playing him no so this was just like a four-part docu-series going over like the history and interviewing mm -hmm. Um, one potential victim who got away and sort of just telling the story of who Ted Bundy was, um, how he went about his reign of terror, how he was caught, um, sort of the legal proceedings around it. I believe like the Zac Efron is just like a biopic movie that's being mm. worked on. And I guess Ted Bundy was considered handsome by women. So hence Zac Efron. 
And charismatic and, like, charming. And yeah, it was really weird. Like, the, there was a couple scenes where they'd interview, like, women, obviously historical footage, like, interviewing women at the courthouse who basically were like, yeah, I showed up because Ted Bundy's hot. And they're like, well, you know what he's done. And they're like, yeah, he's still hot. <laughs> yeah, like, there's actually one of the victims or someone who had suffered something of one of his things back in the day who was, uh, someone asked her, her about, like, how do you feel about Zac Efron? And she's like, yeah, like, you, if you want to give an accurate portrayal of him, you need someone like a Zac Efron to play him, which is... Weird, but it's like you gotta tell it accurately. Sure. It's like a, a compliment to Zac Efron, or no? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's like it's saying that like his charm is part. Yeah, of and, but that's how we did it. Yeah. Like he manipulated people because he was so charming. Well, let's hope Zac Efron's not a method actor. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, so I watched a Japanese movie called Shoplifters. At... Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, but anyway, I, I watched a movie where. It's hard to describe, but it's essentially about a family of borderline homeless people who start, like, they get by through life by shoplifting and, like, stealing stuff, and they also kind of borderline shoplift children by adopting them into their family, and it was kind of like a, a nice, charming family drama that turned into, like, everyone is terrible. Um, I think it got nominated for a foreign film at the Oscars, so I was pretty stoked about that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to give shout-outs to foreign movies at TIFF, because I want you to go watch them every once in a while. What's it called again? Shoplifters. Shoplifters. Yeah. Oh, that sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, just got announced for a Best Foreign Film, and it's been playing there for a little while. I'm trying to see all the Best Foreign Films, because uh, TIFF has been playing them this year, and they also... Actually, I'll shout that out at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, so for our first segment here, we're going to be talking about... We have just a, a few questions about... Things happening in 2019 that we want to talk about. Uh, probably some of these are going to be your big blockbuster movies and maybe a few other questions as well. Uh, so I'm going <coughs> to jump into it with, I know, something that is on the mind of both of our guests here. Reading this year's superhero movies. There are a ton of them. This year, we have three movies from Marvel. Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Captain Marvel. From DC, we only have one, which is Shazam, which I was actually surprised. I thought there was going to be more. Uh, from the X-Men world, we have Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. And then, oh, sorry. Wait, did you a... say DC, Shazam is DC? Yes. Oh, shit. How did... No wonder so Shazam used weird. to be called Captain Marvel, which was a DC, still a DC property. property. But then it was Captain, or Marvel made their own Captain Marvel, and so they had to change the name to Shazam. Mm. But yeah, Shazam is in the DC universe. So like, not the Shaq Shazam? Not the Shaq <laughs> Shazam. Damn it. Uh, because yeah, there is Superman and Batman in the Shazam trailer. Not the actual characters, but references to them. Wow. Uh, and I misspoke, but there's it, a second DC movie, Joker. But it's Joaquin so happy. <laughs> I know, they're going in that direction now. They're copying. Uh, and then Hellboy is the eighth one. Uh, so, of those eight, which are your top three that you're most looking forward to this year? I'll lead off. Um, big Marvel fanboy here, myself, so those three in particular is what I'm most stoked for. Um, if I had to rank those three in order, I would go with Endgame, Avengers, obviously, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man Far From Home. So, a little bit out of order from how they're going to be released. To me, I'm very interested to see where these films will fall into on the Marvel timeline specifically. Um, there's a lot of fan theories, specifically where Spider-Man starts um, in comparison to the timeline. 
Um, Captain Marvel, I'm really excited to see Brie Larson portray that role and, and what they make that character into. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that she signed <laughs> on for six movies, I what? think. What? So, yeah, so... They're I really know. trying to make her be, like, the new... The Iron new Knight. leader, the yeah. new captain, right? Because so once like, they kill off all the other ones... I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and exactly, they're, they're, that takes me to Endgame. So, like, what we all saw Infinity War, I'm sure everyone listening did too. So, like, where is that going to pick up? How are they going to bring people back? I know that's something we'll probably get to later in the podcast. So, um, you know, a little sneak preview. But for me, like, the three Marvel ones are, are what I'm most looking forward to. Um, Dark Phoenix, I love X-Men. So, like, that'll be interesting. But to me, the Marvel ones are really what... So while you're while you mentioned it, what's your theory on Spider-Man? Like where it's going to take place? Um, so, in my opinion, and obviously a little bit of internet deep diving, I was a little lonely the other night and went through a bit of a wormhole article after article. Maybe that's a bit too much information for the podcast. However, <laughs> what um, kind of articles? A <laughs> uh, little self-help, little Marvel <laughs> theories, you know. Anyways, um, so there's some talk about when we see Spider-Man in Infinity War. The first time we see him is he's on the school bus. And then he looks out the window and sees stuff going down. So, I've been saying this. So the <laughs> internet this. believes that that scene is basically the, the end. end of Far From Home. Basically his return from the school trip or whatnot that they are taking. And to me that makes a lot of sense because it can't fall after Infinity War. Because it comes out, I think, before Endgame, correct? Far from no, home. after. After? So it'd be a little strange to me to like go through the whole Endgame plot and then be like, here's Spider-Man Far From Home. So it's kind of like the Rogue One of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Drink. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to get back to some of that. So Nihal, what about you? What are your three most looking forward to? So my three biggest movies I'm looking forward to. The first one is Joker. Um, I'm a big fan of the whole Batman series, but the most intriguing thing is Joker and Especially the whole origin story of the Joker. The Joker is one of the most interesting characters because his backstory as a villain is very complicated. There's no definitive arc. Uh, but I'm very intrigued by... Is it Joaquin or Joaquin? How do you pronounce Joaquin. it? What? I think it's Joaquin. I thought, Joaquin. Well, yeah. What did I say you before? said something else. <laughs> yeah, you said well, something totally different. We all edit that out. <laughs> he said yeah. Joaquin. I was, I, I'm very intrigued by Joaquin Phoenix's like role. Like, How is he going to play it? Is he going to be that moody guy who suddenly turns into a psychotic, crazy person? Or is the Joker just going to be this guy who's been tortured by the system? So do you think they're not going to screw it up? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would be interesting. Like, Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is this sad comedian that just has a bad day which is the whole which is joker's whole plot theme it's like one bad day so it's interesting i'm i'm, in, I'm looking forward to it did you hear that theory where joaquin phoenix might not actually be the joker what i'm okay I with that honestly so dc <laughs> has started with an approach to movies where they're calling it the elseworlds where it's essentially here's a one-off movie that's just inspired by what's happening they recently <laughs> had this in animated form with batman ninja and they also had batman uh something there was like a who's the butcher from back in the day butcher england serial killer famous serial killer oh jack the ripper jack the ripper yeah so batman did, and jack the ripper they did batman versus jack the ripper <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes yeah, yes yeah. Uh, oh and so they've just started doing these one-off stories where it's like it doesn't need like they've openly said they don't care about the universe anymore they just care about one-off stories that are good and so like i'm totally okay with them doing whatever they want with that character as long as it's a good story and they, they did something similar in the new 
spin-off show Gotham, uh, where they started off with this psychotic uh, serial killer supposed to be Joker, but then it wasn't Joker. And then they had, mm. his twin brother ended up being like this mastermind Joker, but he's not really Joker. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of supports that whole theory that Joker doesn't need to be this one person. That's a really good point. It's very interesting, but we don't talk about TV shows here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing I don't like about what because I've never watched a TV show, but what I didn't like about it was that it was always kind of more of a, is he the Joker or isn't he? It's more about like the question than it is about telling the story. Whereas like with one two hour movie, you can just tell a good story. Oh. Also, Todd Phillips, I think really good potential in terms of dark comedy. He did the Hangover trilogy. And it's like, you could kind of tell he didn't want to do, like, that shitty humor. He wanted to, like, go into dark places. Um, and there was also a movie in the 80s with Robert De Niro where he played a comedian who kind of had a bad day and just went to, like, a dark place. Uh, I think it was called King of Comedy. I, I might be getting the title wrong. Anyway, it was really good. Oh, I thought it was going to be Taxi Driver. No. But it kind of followed that, like, arc. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, that is also my number one that I'm looking forward to. So but, sorry, did you get to the I had two other movies. So the, the second movie I'm really looking forward to was Shazam. Um, just because I didn't have much hopes for the DC universe, but then I <laughs> felt like Aquaman kind of redeemed it for me. And you liked Aquaman? I, I liked I Aquaman. I also liked it. <laughs> I liked Aquaman just because it had, unlike most DC movies, which was so morbid, it had like its moments of humor, moments of action, moments of like creepy... And it's hard not to like uh, what's his face Momoa. Yeah, but yeah. I, and I think uh, Mini Z- the Rock and yeah. Django Fett. Django and Django Fett. And I and I think Zachary Levi, who's I think gonna play Shazam, it would be a good choice. He was in Chuck, which is another TV series. <laughs> Drink Cardinal Sin. Cardinal Sin. I don't know what that is. But uh, the the next movie I'm looking forward to is uh, Avengers Endgame, just to bring it all together and to add to what you said, Jory. I think it's actually I have a different theory. That Spider-Man happened after uh, Endgame, okay. which uh, I can explain a theory Wait. about as we oh. go about it later. Okay, that's going to be our next question. So. Is it? Okay. Uh, Paulo, how about yourself? Um, okay, so my first one. I Okay, I don't want to... Uh, I want to start by saying I don't want to say Avengers, because obviously I'm looking forward to Avengers. So I want to give said some, Avengers. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's But it doesn't count towards my three. I want to start with Hellboy. Because I like uh, that series, even like from the beginning. I'm a fan of uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, and just like his his monster, his his like fixation with like. You know, monster. Guillermo del Toro has nothing to do with this one, right? What? He has no, no, nothing but, to do with this. Oh, sorry, no, I know that, <laughs> but like it, that's where my my okay, interest okay. in Hellboy started, and I'm so one. I'm curious to see how like they how what direction they take it because from the trailer it looks like it looks. I don't similar for lack of a better word like the the monster uh the the way the like everything looks stylistically kind of looks like uh influenced I guess by Guillermo del Toro um I was surprised how similar it looked like exactly I yeah. feel like people could look at that trail and be like oh this is the third one <laughs> yeah and well side note about that it's, it's funny not the third one no it's just no. Start over Rebrand again. New story. And um, Ron Perlman is really upset about that. <laughs> um, Maybe he should have done a movie then. Like, well, he no, was the one kind he, of holding he, it up before. He was so. No, he was trying to, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. It. Well, what do we know? <laughs> Until we get Ron Perlman on the podcast, we'll never know. Next episode. But, <laughs> <on the lineup. laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I'm just I'm curious to see how that turns out. David Harbour, I feel like, is a good choice. 
uh, to replace Ron, even though like Ron will always be in my heart, Hellboy. Anyways, too much about Hellboy. Um, second one is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, which is weird for me because I don't like Spider-Man. I don't like spiders, which is <laughs> kind of why I don't like Spider-Man. I do like Tom Holland, who's a really good Spider-Man, I feel like. He's, uh, aside from Tobey Maguire, he's my favorite one. Even though what? You don't like Andrew Garfield? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I thought Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man and a terrible Peter Parker. Yeah. I, th- I think, so yeah, you, you've mentioned that before, and then Tobey Maguire is a good Spider- No. He's a good Peter Parker, but an okay Spider-Man. And then Tom Holland is a good both. Yeah. Agreed. Which is how I, yeah, how I feel. Um, and the third one, well, actually no, third, yeah, so I, I already said it is Avengers. <laughs> so I will. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is um, I'm not looking forward to Dark Phoenix because, um, sorry, Jory. I'm not sorry. You won the sports episode. <laughs> um, like, I, I have, I'm starting to have a problem with the X-Men movies lately. Like, but oh, like every other one. <laughs> I, I liked Wolverine. Like I like. Well, I like the Logan Wolverine. was fantastic. Sorry, Logan, yeah. yeah, Logan was yeah, great. Sorry, Logan. That was that probably the best uh, uh, superhero movie in a long, long time. Like, yeah, no, ever since ever. Dark Knight, I would say. I would oh, okay, say yeah, Dark yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like the the X Men movie specifically, for some reason, like it just feels it's hard to for me to explain. Like it feels like nothing's really happening because. It all just undoes itself. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like, nothing nothing is ever resolved. And, like, when they're fighting, it's just, like, a lot of... You can't see me if you're listening to the podcast, but it's a lot of this. <laughs> Can you describe what he's head. doing? Because I don't so, know I'm, like, doing. I'm focusing really hard, like, with my eyes. It's, like, there's beams, like, going where everywhere. The and... only thing I'm curious about that movie is, like, how are you going to explain that Magneto almost fucking destroyed the world? And then <laughs> is it just going to be, like... Oh, it's another oh, we're friends day. again. Oh, let's play some chess. <laughs> no, but and like um, also uh, Sophie Turner. Uh, I don't like her. Huh? I don't like her. You don't like her? I mean, I like her. She's nice. <laughs> she seems <laughs> like a nice lady. She's not the greatest actress, and the movie is centered around her. True. So she I, works as Sansa Stark because Sansa Stark is kind of a naive idiot. <laughs> and it's like she. Well, it's kind of the same thing as Dark Phoenix. She doesn't know really know what's happening to her, and like it's. Whatever. There just hasn't like, been like just, a good X Men since the late, so that's it. why it made. Money. But the thing yeah. that I'm more upset about it is they're probably gonna waste Jessica Chastain. She's in it. She's in it, and it's isn't she be in New movie. Mutants? No, she's in Dark Phoenix. Who's the one in New Mutants? Mutants. Uh, the other Game of Thrones actress, whatever her name is, Maisie Williams. Oh. And I think Anya Taylor Joy as well. I can't remember. Anyway, talking about New Mutants, that's my number two for the year. There you go. Uh, because it's basically just a horror movie in superhero form, is what I hope. It's probably not. It's going to be some bullshit. But <laughs> I like. I, it I looks like, really interesting. Like that's the one thing I like about Fox right now and X Men. I guess it's been bought out by Disney, but like they seem to just be making individual movies, and they don't really give a shit about how the world comes together as a whole. Like, the ones that are the worst are the ones where it's, like, here's the main X-Men themes, but when they go off track with, like, Deadpool or Logan or New Mutants, it's, like, they could just make a movie. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. Joker would have been my number one, because also just a solo movie kind of doing its own thing. Um, And then number three was Hellboy, just because, again, it's kind of doing its own thing. Hellboy! I thought I was going to hate it, and then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. (laughs) See, I think that's where I, like, differ, because to me, like, I love the world building. I love seeing how, like, like... 
there's my Marvel fandom is like seeing the world they've built over years and years of movies that came out in a certain order that, but then you have to realize that the timeline that they were portraying was not in the same order. The films were released. I appreciate that too. But like the, the, when I start having a problem with it is when they're making a movie just for that. Correct. Like, yeah. Um, a good example is the, the whole dark universe when they made the mummy, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was just, Terrible. It was like th- none none of this matters. It's, it's been just, officially canceled, by the way. Well, yeah, good. <laughs> none of none of what is ha- like everything you're seeing. None of it matters. We just want you to know that this is the mummy, and he's gonna have like all these other people later. Yeah. I think I take take points away from the MCU because of how much they've made other people try to copy them <laughs> unsuccessfully. Um, and but isn't that the sign of like success if other franchises? But are even trying within to copy? itself, like. <laughs> Take a, a good example is Ant-Man and the Wasp. If Ant-Man and the Wasp would have came out in 2008, everyone would have lost their shit about it. It would have been fantastic, but we've just I grown... Still, I, I love that movie. It's, like, it's fine, but yeah. it's, like, it's the same thing over and over again. It's the same tone. It's the same type of movie, and it's, like, they're all good. No, it and... is different. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, for me, like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every Marvel movie is, like, a fantastic film. I'm just going to tell you that if you put yourself in the right situation and mindset and you say, okay, I'm watching another Marvel movie, it's probably going to have the same ebbs and flows, but I'm watching to see this character, how it fits into the timeline. It's all about... And that's how I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate I'm gonna you too. i cut off this conversation so we can move forward to another Marvel question <laughs> uh, that we alluded to earlier. Uh, obviously, we talked about Avengers Infinity War. A lot of the heroes went away. How are they going to be coming back? You go first. Both of you guys have some ideas, Nihal and Jari, so I'll let you guys start it off here. You want me to take this? Yeah, you go right. first. Um, Nihal. Sorry, no one can see where I'm nodding. So my my biggest theory is oh, that thanks. when Dan, Thanos did the snap, uh, he wasn't aware of it, and none of the characters are aware of it, but secretly, and I'm not sure how, the universe actually split into two, which strongly supports the multiverse theory. And basically, when he, when he snapped, he created an alternate universe, and that caused a lot of the characters that were uh, that disappeared to be relocated to the alternate universe. So he didn't really kill them, but... He just uh, moved them somewhere. He just moved them someplace else, which kind of supports the whole, the universe is too big for, is too small for so many people, when you create another universe altogether. So he created an alternate universe, and I feel like that's the reason why the people are in the alternate universe and they're going to try to work together to bring the two universes together and that in turn kind of supports the whole spider-man being after oh. endgame so he kind of had like a change of heart or he did it by accident that or or the fact that when he killed gamora part of gamora still existed in the soul stone and she influenced oh the gosh. infinity gauntlet so that was going to be my question when you walked out of infinity war and you started like mentally masturbating about what you just saw. Was what it, was that? Was that your thought process? Were you like, "Here's what I thought happened," or is that sort of the theory that you put together after thinking about it over time and sort of reading a little bit about you know what's going on as they film the new one? Yeah, it was the latter. I thought initially it would be something related to time travel, where the the survivors would go back in time and try to correct everything. But at the same time, it feels like he would have predicted that. Thanos would have known that this would this would happen. And it, it goes back to what Dr. Strange said. There was like so many different possibilities that he he may have accounted for time travel being one of them. But I feel like having an alternate universe and none of the people knowing about it, it's just an unfortunate byproduct. 
would be a more plausible explanation. And I mean, I'm a big fan of Reddit, and yeah. I think Reddit kind of <laughs> shout out to Reddit. Reddit sponsor, future sponsor. You yeah. don't need any more shout outs. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean, when I walked out of Infinity War, I was pretty blown away and, and trying to wrap my head around what I just saw. And my original theory was similar to yours, Nihal, about the Soul Stone being involved and somehow that that's where they became trapped. Um, I think there was a big reason why, you know, Captain Marvel was like the bonus scene and like that movie's coming out first. I think there's a big reason why certain characters were left out of that movie. Ant-Man in particular or Hawkeye in particular were just completely left off. Oh, they're off doing something else. So for all we know in the snap, they were killed as well. Have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes. Okay. Am I missing something? That explains where he was. Okay. I need to rewatch it. Anyways, it's going to go into my what I'm going to say. Okay, I'll let you finish off. Maybe I should have let you lead so That's I didn't right. make a fool of myself. Anyways, to me, I think like what we're going to see when Captain Marvel comes out is really how her powers are going to rectify what happened. I do support the multiverse theory. Um, the internet has basically taken a lot of photos and posted them online about <laughs> what they're seeing. And there are some footage, um, photographs from um, filming that basically show you certain characters in the same place but wearing different outfits um there's footage of tony stark i believe in like a shield uniform so so there there's a lot of confirmation that there there's going to be a multiverse or a time travel aspect to the movie for me captain marvel and ant-man somehow going into the quantum realm whether that's to pull people out from the soul stone or pull people out from this split universe um that's what i'm really interested to see how it progresses are we gonna see two of everyone um and you know multi years apart or are we just gonna get like a little tidbit of that and then very quickly it's gonna be rectified i'm very curious to see in endgame how much time is spent on explaining what happened with the snap as opposed to just like okay here's what happened here's how we fix it okay we fix it now here's the plot for the new things I would hope they explain it. I mean, half the community is just confused, predicting anxious, anxiously. They just continue on with the story <laughs> as like nothing happened. They leave Thanos alone. Everyone's dead, and then they just carry on. <laughs> yeah, my my thoughts on this like I'm looking at this from a very cynical business perspective of like, okay, what does Disney think is the best way to improve the brand and knowing what they have? And I think that they're totally going to go on a nostalgia trip of the first ten years of the MCU, and like they're going to use time travel simply as a way of just like let's go back to the battle of new york let's go back right. to when iron man became iron man and like all this stuff so i don't know how they're going to justify it from like the world perspective but it's just like some bullshit we get <laughs> to go back in time and relive everything and then yay we save the day and that's that's my thoughts as far as it's going and then they're gonna have to somehow put captain like they want captain marvel to be the center of the mcu stage it's going to involve her doing cool shit because they need to get her pumped up for everyone Yours? Yeah, I don't know enough about, like, Marvel canon to, to to say all, like, to go into too much detail. I just think uh, Paul Rudd, my personal hero, <laughs> a.k.a. Ant-Man, is going to do something about the Quantum Realm. They'll gonna they'll be in there somewhere. I really hope, like, he's not, quote-unquote, like, Captain Marvel's going to be the savior, quote-unquote. I think everyone knows that. I really hope Ant-Man's a small part of it because, like, he's the most ridiculous character of the which all. is why he's the best yeah, but which is why like it would be frustrating but also hilarious 
Um, you always been... overlook the the giant. Ov- always overlooks the ant. I'm not a big like canon. Like I never really read the comics. I- I've read from the canon. You know the Marvel Wikipedia websites or whatnot, just to like sort of wrap my head around what could possibly happen. But I know there's also rumors of like Endgame having a threat greater than Thanos. So mm-hmm. some people think that's just another version of Thanos from this um, you know split universe. But there's also some. And I can't remember the names for the life of me. Three or four different, you know, villains that are like next tier up that they think are going to be scrolls. Yeah, yeah. That's, I have a question on that later on. And I, oh, okay. <laughs> and I think there's another thing that connects back to Guardians of the Galaxy too. Um, at the end credit scene, when the golden Adam. chick, Adam, Adam Warlock, she uh, and Adam Warlock is a big uh, element in the Marvel comics and related to the alternate universes. So I think. There may be an element to bring him in as well. I, I think uh, Captain Marvel is essentially going to play the role that Adam Warlock played in the comics, where Adam Warlock took control of the Soul Stone and was able to like free people from it. So I feel like there's an element there that's going to happen. But because yeah, there's like you don't need, like Adam Warlock's not here yet. He can't be here. <laughs> I just I just really really hope that they're not trapped in the Soul Stone because that's just dumb. I feel like I would love that. That would be my favorite Avengers Four movie. Is just like Tony Stark. Thinking about how he fucked up so much. And yeah, no, no, I mean, like, well, not, that's gonna be no, that, like, I want that, but I mean, like, the fact that if they're, he didn't actually kill them, they're just trapped in this old stone. Like, mm-hmm. I want them to be dead. Like, if, if they bring them back, fine, but I want them to be dead, dead. And Stark's stuck on Titan right now, right? Like, on Thanos' yeah, where he's like in So, the like, ship. who's rescuing him? I think there's, um, again, like, they do a really bad job because of all the things that they do as a business to sell of, like, keeping things under wraps. So I know there's already been photos taken of, like, toys that are coming out. Um, one of which... There's a lot of Lego sets that have been out. Right, so, like, there's toys that show Thanos with the Infinity Sword. So is that a part of it? There's toys that have, uh, sorry, what's her name? Valkyrie, who is a big part in... Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, she's obviously got to be a part of it. And there's also, I can't remember if it's at, like, Disneyland or something, but there's a theme park that has a ride centered around Rocket, Raccoon, um, (laughs) about, like, Rocket's Big Rescue or something is the name of the ride, which would make sense. So a lot of people are theorizing that Rocket is the one who goes and grabs Tony Stark. So that's actually how Avengers 2, Avengers 3 got spoiled for me, because there's a scene where Ant-Man becomes Giant-Man. And there was a toy that was released leading up to it of the giant man figure, like the pop <laughs> figure. Right. And then as soon as he was running up, like, in his little form, and he's like, I know what to do, guys. I'm like, this is going to be when he turns big. Right. <laughs> it's so hard to, like, stay away from that stuff. But part of it is, like, getting excited about it by reading those spoilers. Like, I really enjoy, um, you know, looking into that stuff and trying to figure out what's going to be. And then sometimes, like... You know, if I were them, maybe they're leading us astray a little bit on purpose, but likely not. They're probably just trying to sell more toys. So I'm going to cut it off there because we have a lot of other topics I want to get to. Um, We're going to shift gears to another Disney property, Star Wars. And the Star Wars 9 is coming out. The entire franchise is a complete shit show right now. (laughs) So I want you each to tell me three things that are definitely going to happen from a plot point perspective in Star Wars 9 coming out this December. You start. Okay. <laughs> I didn't write these down. I feel like um, we're going to have the same ones. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea that Carson starts because he's probably just going to crap all over everything that we're going to say, but please go ahead. So the thing I'm most interested about this movie is not for it to be good is because they've written themselves into such a hole that <laughs> you know they have to be as safe as possible and go back to what they've done previously in Star Wars, but they've already used all those up in The Last Jedi. Um, 
But, but I think there's a few things remaining. I think they're going to definitely have Ray. Her parents are going to be somebody because everyone hated how she, it was a nobody. <laughs> um, I think they're definitely going to have Kylo Ren have a redemption arc. You know, do the whole Darth Vader thing. And then my third one is they're either going to bring back Snoke or Darth Vader as evil Force Ghost to battle Luke Force Ghost. I like that one. Wow. I like that okay. One. That's cool, but I actually yeah. disagree with all of them. Go awesome. Ahead. Go ahead. You should go <laughs> well, right now. I mean, like, no, it's just, it's just straight. I don't think that's going to be it. Like, I don't think, I think Ray's parents are still going to be no one. I think Kylo Ren is still going to be bad. And my third the one is I think there's going to be some, like, cute little animal that, uh, that <laughs> sells helps, a fuck ton of that, toys. No, that helps the Resistance defeat the, the First Order. So the Ewok then. The, the Ewoks will be back, but they'll be called like the Blink Blorgs or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Oogly Booglies. For for me, um, the three things or a couple things that I wrote down is first of all to like echo what Carson said: Is Snoke really dead? So like in that scene in the the battle room or whatever they called it with all the the red knights or, or Praetorian whatnot, elite battle. Thank you. Sorry. Your nerd show's way bigger than mine. <laughs> um, he basically said that, like, hey, I set this all up. I knew that, you know, I was allowing you guys to communicate to each other. I knew that you would build some sort of personal connection, which in turn would bring Ray here. And when this would happen, like, all the dominoes were going to fall in a row. So if he's able to see that far, how did he not see... Uh, the turn that was coming against him. I think you're giving it way too much credit already. Yeah? Okay. Well, like, he was, quote, cut in half, but, like, I do think whether it's as a Force ghost or as some other form Maybe or even he'll come back himself, with Darth Maul legs. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Um, I'm very interested to see Kylo, I think, will don his helmet again. I think they made too big of a deal of, like, Snoke basically belittling him and being like, take your helmet off, you look like a loser. And then he smashed it, and they zoom in on it and focus on it. So I feel like the like he's going to come back with the helmet on, and they'll make a big deal about it because maybe Snoke's not around to make fun of him anymore. I'm very curious to see how much Yoda we see as a Force ghost, how much Luke we see as a Force ghost, and more importantly, like how much Princess Leia we see Carrie Fisher. I know that a lot of um, the footage she shot for Episode Eight is going to be reused. Mm. Um, but how do they repurpose that to fit in with this new story if it's old footage? I also am thinking that we're going to see gray Jedis. So, like, maybe the final arc of this will be Kylo and Rey sort of, like, meeting in the middle. And that's just me theorizing. But I really hope that does not happen, <laughs> like, at all. Because I, I, I don't want to see the switch that a lot of people predicted. One goes bad, one goes good. I don't want to see them meeting in the middle. I don't necessarily know what I want to see. I just know I want to see something better than what I've seen in the last couple Star Wars films. <laughs> All right. My three biggest things. Um, I feel like a big element of this is just going to be Rey and Kylo. Uh, very similar to the previous movies where Darth Vader and Luke kind of had that, you know, join each other's side and the redemption arc. I feel like Rey's, uh, Kylo's going to try to influence Rey to join the dark side again. And it's going to be a continuous struggle to give up their morals and principles and join the dark. Or so the he will side. not be good. I, I feel like it. It's like because he, he was good <laughs> and he was going to turn back into a dark and he's going to turn back into good. Uh, the second thing, which I think was uh, heavily criticized and these characters got a lot of criticism, was Finn Rose, oh, Finn Rose and Poe. The, the little buddy cop duo. Um, I feel like they're going to have their own little storyline 
where, like in the previous movie, similar to like C-3PO and R2-D2, where they're going to have their own little storyline and their own little adventure that kind of ties back into the movie and ties back into the events of the movie. Because I feel like that in itself can be its own, that may be a spun off as its own movie. And the last thing, because we, uh, because I love Star Wars for this, is a big space battle. Yeah! Oh, space battle! Space battle. Like that Second whole... death, I mean, fourth death star. <laughs> it's, it's... What, what can they consume that's bigger than a sun? They're going to use a black hole <laughs> and then move... The, the, the death star will take the black hole into the death star and then shoot it at a planet. But like 100% there's going to be like the run where like we just have to blast something really small in this little tunnel because that's basically what happens every time. Or you know what? Or you know what? Last minute, Ewoks come with battle destroyers. <laughs> the Ewoks will go in the trench run. The yeah. actual Ewoks, not like a new. <laughs> so the they, and then they all form. die, so they get their like their own closure, like Han Solo did, and Ewok Force Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying like the things that I think will happen. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the artwork for Episode Seven before they actually wrote the plot, and there was a uh, an artwork for Darth Vader Force Ghost. Didn't you guys see this? No. It was like half Hayden Christensen, half Darth Oh, Vader. no, I did see that. Because it was like, it was supposed to be representative of how his soul was torn between good and bad. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I really, I know they'll never do it, but I really want to see Hayden Christensen back. And I want to see like Hayden Christensen force ghost like on the you good side. You want to see Hayden Christensen back? And Darth Vader on the bad. And it's like, they can both fight as force ghosts. There's so much. A little there. force ghost battle would be cool. It'll, it'll happen. They can't do anything though. They can only. Luke versus Snoke. They'll just dodge each other for five minutes. Maybe Force Ghosts can fight in real life or ghost life. I don't know. It's Star Wars. Anything's possible. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Ghostbusters 3. The son of Ivan Reitman, who made the original Ghostbusters, is making a new Ghostbusters movie. Who are going to be the new Ghostbusters? Any theories on this? I assume the casting is going to happen in 2019. Uh, I think it's going to be four transgender actors. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, <laughs> is this, are you, I can't Ghostbusters is the new, like, uh, I don't know any, like, so the last one, they tried to make a statement with the women. Yeah. And then, the, I, wow, I sound terrible right now. Yeah. Um, Keep yeah, digging your grave. Let's go. It's like, they, so. Fuck they, it, let's do it. <laughs> they couldn't just cast four white male actors because of everything that happened with, like, the female Ghostbusters. That said, I have cast four white male actors. Uh, because I want the new Ghostbusters to be schlubby old people who can't really do any kind of action or are just, like, losers. Um, <laughs> so I cast... Uh, I forget the first name. Harbor? David Harbor? Mm. Yeah. Um, Jason Schwartzman. Ha! <laughs> Adam Sandler. Amazing. Bill Murray. Okay. That's my Ghostbusters. Because, like, the whole spirit of the Ghostbusters is, like, they're here to save the day, but they just really want to make a little profit and be famous. I wouldn't be surprised, like, I, I can't speak to a lot of, you know, Ghostbusters lore or what have you, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, a little Donald Glover action in some Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, yeah, to me, I, I, I'm, I'm not too versed in, in what's coming with this movie, so, so I'm basically going to pass the buck to the other gentleman in the room, but I wouldn't be surprised to see not transgendered actors. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Gay, straight, transgender, wherever you may be. I didn't say that was a bad thing. No, no, name no. Name four transgender actors. What? Name four transgender I didn't actors. say I could name four. I just said there would be... Okay, no. 
Maybe they do. Maybe as you alluded to with like the last movie where it was the all female cast, maybe they do a mix two two male, two female actors, a little white, a little black, <laughs> maybe a little Latino. I'm not really sure. Um, it'll, I'm sure it'll be a great movie and, and and calling back to to the Ghostbusters of yesteryear. I feel like that's the safe pick is to not have like an all black cast or an all female cast. Like you look at the new Men in Black, and I really thought it was going to be women in black, but it turned out to be Chris Hemsworth. And Tessa Thompson, and that's just like, you got a mix. It's fine. Like you didn't go, like you didn't make it a movie about diversity and inclusion. You just cast two good actors that happen to be inclusive. <laughs> I think okay. For just on the ba- on the sole fact that they're in everything, I think the four Ghostbusters are gonna be Chris Pratt, The Rock, <laughs> Kevin Hart, and uh, Jaden Smith because Will Smith is gonna use his like. Leverage? Uh, yeah, his leverage somehow to get sneak him in there, and he's going to ruin the I whole thing. I hate that scene. I actually don't hate the rock theory, because, like, <laughs> he, like he doesn't say no to anything. Like, <laughs> Neither does Kevin Hart. He does. Like, yeah, Kevin Hart doesn't say... So So. So there's our two two black actors, is the rock and Kevin Hart. Or, like, the rock could be anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nihal, what are your actors? So, I didn't do much planning to this, but I was... I imagine, what if Ghostbusters were directed by Michael Bay? <laughs> and then I felt like it. so, so it would be my cast <laughs> or, or Justin Lin but I was thinking The Rock Idris Elba Mark Wahlberg because apparently he loves Mark Wahlberg oh yeah and maybe Jason Statham make it Megan Fox yeah let's put a Megan Fox they're, they're okay now make Michael Bay and Megan Fox they're, they're friends again yeah but like The Rock Idris Elba Jason Statham and Mark Wahlberg I would that's like, that, the that's like my matcha. worst case scenario <laughs> <laughs> The Rock is getting a lot of love right now <laughs> I hate The Rock <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. You know, Rock okay. and his suit train. Side note: uh, We had an argument before about uh, between The Rock and Vin Diesel, uh, and I think I actually concede that you were your points were right about Vin Diesel. Wait, can, can I? Can like, I go ahead? Sorry. Yeah. No, just he like Vin Diesel is actually in better things than The Rock. Yeah, because as I just mentioned, The Rock literally doesn't know how to say the word no. He says yes to every movie. However, quiz for everyone: What's the best movie The Rock has been in? Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said right there. I just want to clarify you. You don't hate The Rock. You hate Dwayne Johnson. Because that's two different people. <laughs> Fair. I, Wa- walking tall. I, I hate whoever is making his movie decisions. <laughs> Whether agent. it's him or his agent or anyone else. Money talks, man. Money talks. Um, walking tall. No, no, no. Uh, the Rundown is his best movie. I liked Walking Tall. I thought that was actually decent. Yeah, that's I, right. I would also say... Uh, no, but the, the rundown is the bet the, with Sean William Scott, where he's mm-hmm. like a bounty hunter, and he's trying to take Sean William that Scott. That was his peak early in his career, and it's just been downhill ever since. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, last question, and then we're going to move on from this segment. Pick an intellectual property, so something like a, a video game, a book, or something, that does not currently have a movie greenlit for it, that is going to get a movie greenlit for it in 2019. What do you guys think? Um, all right, so so for me, I picked three IPs that are all based on video games. All games I've played, all games that while playing, I was like, this would make a sweet movie. So first of all is Uncharted. Um, there's been, I think, three or four video games about it. If you haven't played the game, you know, it's a first-person adventure, explorer, action, you know, problem-solving, puzzling. It'd kind of be like, almost like an Indiana Jones-type movie with some some more gun battles, perhaps. Um, that would be interesting. I really think the game The Last of Us would make an incredible movie. That's in the works. It's in the works? I think. I think I've heard rumors about that. I don't think it's Greenlight, but yeah, I think it's in the I works. think that would be an incredible movie. The game itself almost plays like a it's movie. A, it is it, a movie. It is a playable movie. And lastly, I think God of War 
would make an incredible movie. All this being said, there's literally one video game that only anyone wants to talk about. I don't know how they'll make it into a movie, but at some point there's going to be some stupid Fortnite movie. Fortnite. <laughs> like 100%, there will be some sort of Fortnite Netflix series or whatever. Like the game's having an in-game concert tomorrow with DJ Marshmallow, whoever the hell that is. So I've actually completed all the challenges for uh, the DJ Marshmallow uh, theme. So you're tuning in tomorrow at 11 a.m.? <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to have lunch with my parents tomorrow. So, yes, definitely, I'm going to the garden. <laughs> Nihal, what do you think? Uh, I thought one of the biggest uh, IPs in development, and I actually liked the first movie, was It Chapter 2. Apparently, it's being developed in uh, 2019. I really enjoyed both novels, enjoyed the first movie. Really looking forward to what the much older group of kids do when they come back and how they kind of, I'm looking forward to the Old Spice guy. What? The Old Spice guy. He's playing the young... He's playing the older of the black kid. Yeah. And Jessica Chastain is in it. Yeah, it's actually... Like, James McAvoy is in there. Like, it's really cast. Whoa, whoa. I misunderstood the question, though. (laughs) Because it's stuff that isn't announced yet that is going to be announced. Has never been a movie before. Uh, I don't have anything for that. (laughs) I guess the one video game movie that is... Well, not in 2019, but it's kind of been announced and is producing. Apparently, there's going to be a Gears of War movie. Uh, They've been saying that for a long time. And there's going to be a Call of Duty movie in 2020, and the director of Sicario 2 is going to be directing it. Should have left the two out. How do you do a Call of Duty movie that's like not just any war movie? Like that's yeah. that's all it's going to be. Well, so. it is going to be a war. Yeah, I know, but like like that's <laughs> when you're making a movie off of IP. How do you make be... it a video game movie? Right, like it's... they're, they're going to have the first person section like they didn't do. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great. They're gonna they're gonna do the Normandy beach landing, but in first person. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm fully in. Let's uh, do it. So the one thing that I think will happen this year, and I think it's about time, you got Detective Pikachu, you got a Sonic movie. I think the Zelda cinematic universe Ooh. is gonna come this year. Who would you cast as Link, and Zelda, and Ganon? I would hope it's animated. <laughs> the, the first thought that came to my mind was Zac Efron. <laughs> we were talking about earlier. That'd be a terrible idea. I don't know. Hey, bro, let's go save Zelda. <laughs> uh, also, uh, fuck, what's the kid who's playing Spider-Man? Tom Holland? Yeah. So there's a movie coming out this year with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. It's like a young adult book that's being made into a movie. That's and literally my list one of movies. Those. Daisy yeah. Ridley is like blonde, and it looks really weird, and it's like, uh, I, I, I could see... So there's your Lincoln Zelda. Yeah, there's sure. And yeah. Ganon will be The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, so for mine, uh, I think uh, Community, the TV show, if anyone's ever watched yeah. it. My, one of my favorite TV shows, because uh, they prophesied that they were going to get six seasons. The only thing left is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they should get a movie, and I want them to. And they'll bring the whole cast back. Chevy Chase will come back. Him and uh, Joel McHale will bury the hatchet. They'll make their movie, and I'll be so happy. Going up in the morning. And now I will awkwardly edit while we go take a break, and we'll come back real time. Are you recording that? But you're screen. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We're not going to go on break. We're going to keep talking right away. What? Um, oh. So we're going to do a rapid-fire question to get to know our guests a little more, and because I know you guys love Marvel so much, we're going to talk about Marvel some more. Yeah, I will. So, I have five quick questions for you. Paulo, feel free to get in on this or not, or just take my beer if you want. I'm opening it for you. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm really just looking for you guys to give me an answer here, and don't explain it too much. Just give me the answer and let the answer speak for itself. I'll do my best. First question. 
cast Adam Warlock for the MCU. Thomas Jane. Uh, Thomas Jane. The Rock? <laughs> Adam Warrock. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Wait, 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 no, not Thomas Jane. Who's the guy in The Mentalist? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, never mind. Is that a TV show? It is. We don't, we don't <laughs> talk about that here. Drink. True. Second question. How will Nick Fury die? Samuel Jackson's getting up there in age. Yeah, he's got to die sometime soon. Uh, Someone's going to pluck out his other eye, like Kill Bill style. No, he that'll be like, you can't get rid of that character without whoever, either Thanos or like this next greatest threat being the one to directly take them out. Like if he wasn't sucked up in the snap, um, there's got to be a plan for like an actual like killing off at some point by someone really relevant. He makes an amazing speech that inspires everyone and then gets attacked by a shark. Nice. <laughs> nice. Lucy. Um, okay. First, we're going to plug up this hole. <laughs> next question. So the next big villains of the MCU is going to be the Skrulls, who have the ability to hide in human form. So which human character has been a Skrull all along? Mm. Captain America. Not That's a, a bold chance. choice. <laughs> hey, poster uh, boy. I guess you couldn't classify Loki as a human character, so it's got to be someone literally from planet Earth. Hawkeye. Yeah, he, he doesn't have powers. Yeah, they could do whatever. He's just they a great shot. Um, I really don't foresee that happening, but uh, <laughs> sure, Hawkeye. Why not? Okay. Uh, one thing we see in the Marvel comics a lot is you bring a character back with a different version of it, like a gender-bent character in a different race. So when this happens in the MCU, because it probably will at some point, uh, recast slash gender-bend a role for the universe. I was thinking Iron Man, because apparently there's a lot of theories of Catherine Langford, and that shows 13 Reasons Why. She's a, uh, supposed to be Iron Man's daughter from the future. But I feel like she's going to be a recast Iron Man or Iron Woman yeah, I could I could see an Iron Woman happening happening. I could see a there's a there's a She-Hulk at some point. I think there's gonna be some big arc in the next movie. Obviously, I think we all know about um Hulk. Um I don't know if that's one of your questions later, but I think <laughs> there's a lot of theories about it being um the version of Hulk that I think is called Professor Hulk, where it's a cross between um, the professor himself and the character of the Hulk, so he's as strong as the Hulk, but as smart as the professor. I think there will be a Wonder Man played by the Rock. <laughs> That's DC. <laughs> yeah, I know. Last question: What is the best costume in the MCU? The best costume? I'm a big Thor guy, man. Like I just really love Thor. I also have to throw up for Guardians of the Galaxy. I just really love the aesthetic of both of those movies. Um, all characters involved, and I'm a big, big fan of Rocket and uh, his homie Groot, and I think you could see a big version of Groot coming soon in the next movie as well. Yes? War Machine, hands down. Yeah? I've loved, I've liked War Machine more than Iron Man ever since I was a kid. Which War Machine actor? No, before there was an actor. Oh. Yeah. But which one would you prefer? Oh, De well, Don Cheadle. Yeah. He was, in a, he was in a Kendrick video. <laughs> yeah. Probably Iron Man. I don't know. Iron Man's gone through so many different costumes. So many different suits. Could come up with a cool I feel like suits busters. are getting too technologically advanced. Yeah, but I liked it better they're, when it was They're becoming metal. too not like suits. Yeah. <laughs>
Nice Thanos Buster purple suit. Thanos Buster. Uh, okay, cool. That's all the questions we have for that one. We are going to jump into our next segment. Uh, this one, we are going to be giving movie pitches based on dreams we had. So basically, we had a dream. Now we're going to pitch that as a movie to a film producer. So I don't know how each of you interpreted that one. We probably are <laughs> going to interpret it differently. Uh, but Jory, how about you start this off uh, with a dream you had that you want to turn into a movie? Sure. So I can't remember the exact age I had this dream. Let's call it like early teen years. I used to play a lot of Sega Genesis, little PlayStation 1, big fan of fighting games. So, you know, I think at that age, a dream was a function of something that you just like kept front of brain all the time, something that was relevant in your life. So playing a lot of Mortal Kombat and a lot of Street Fighter I had a dream once, um, basically running through a never-ending labyrinth or staircase where around every corner was a different character from this fighting game. Um, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd break off into the little rooms, the stages from the game. We'd have our fight battle. You know, it'd be Sub-Zero one second. We'd have Sonya Blade the next, Little Jax. Next thing I know, I'm fighting Ken. Um, and to me, it was this, this one of those dreams where it's almost like that you're falling down a black hole that never ends. So around every corner, it was just another character, another character over and over again. To me, I don't know like where the plot of this movie would go, but I think a movie based around that, where you you were taking a lot of different IPs and, and smushing them all into one. So it's like a Ready Player One, where it's like reference after reference after yeah, reference. Yeah, exactly. And I, I actually really did enjoy that movie. That's a great um, call out, Carson, as well. Um, where, yeah, exactly, reference after reference, and, and you're just continuously battling these characters. Um, could I tell you what, like, the goal is or why this was happening? No, I was probably 12 when I had this, so, like, I honestly haven't thought about this dream too much since then. So are you thinking, like, a live-action version of this, or are you seeing them in, like, their original form, like, that they were in, like, the original video game? Um, at the time, when I had this dream, they were 100% the cartoony characters, however many bits were on Genesis, <laughs> like, that's what it was. As a live action film, that's how I'd love to see it now. Um, I loved, and like, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this. Like, I love the Mortal Kombat movies. I thought you were going to say I love Pixels, and that's where this is. <laughs> no, 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 no. That I would expect you to take me out of the apartment we're recording this in. Um, I love both Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That was an IP that I think didn't get served as much justice as it really deserved, and I think they could still do more with it. Um, so, so maybe my dream is the next version of Mortal Kombat. So, are you the main character of this? In my dream, I was 100% the main character of this. In the movie, um, I know the listeners can't really see what I look like as a physical specimen right now, but, like, <laughs> that would not be a movie anyone would buy into that I was gonna fight all these characters. Uh, I, I think it would be incredibly interesting to see, you know, your classic action hero going through all of these battles and, and sort of making his way through the labyrinth probably to save a princess of some sort because that's usually how these things work this is going to be the rock <laughs> to be honest i almost said the rock but i think we dropped him too much i'm going to try really really hard not to say him for the rest of the podcast who uh who's like your big villain i mean <clears throat> Probably Goro, Mortal Kombat Goro. I mean, like Street Fighter doesn't really have like a big a big villain to get to at the end. In in Mortal Kombat, you had Goro, or what? there was M Bison. Okay, Mortal that's fair. Mortal. That's fair. But like Goro has multiple arms. He's much more intimidating to me than M Bison. Wait, did he say Mortal Kombat? 
I said Street Fighter oh, 2. Like, okay. it was a combination of, like, there was some yeah. Tekken no, Tekken. I, I mean, like, that. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I thought you said Mortal Kombat didn't have a big door. Yeah, M. Bison made me smash some controllers, just saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I, I envision, you know, your, your Scorpions, your Sub-Zeros, your Goros. I, I mean, it's really a, a tough question for me to answer because, again, this is a dream that I probably had after staying up till 2 in the morning playing Mortal Kombat, and I just fell asleep <laughs> thinking about Mortal Kombat. I envisioned this segment telling everyone a lot about ourselves. <laughs> unconsciously yeah unconsciously that's sort of like me representing and manifesting like uh my fear of never ending things and and i really like finding answers in life so i i, I struggle to run down this this never-ending stairwell where at every turn there's some battle to have i mean internalize that how you want i think we're getting too deep for a <laughs> podcast i did and have two dreams that i was going to base a movie on and i went for the one that's going to tell less about me so. yeah. <laughs> when we when we finish the podcast i want to know the other one <laughs> uh is that it anything else you want to say there no that's that's really it for me i mean in my head it sounds way cooler than it would actually probably or yeah, it'd be it'd be cool as a movie, but in my head it was one of those dreams where I definitely woke up scared for my life and, and thinking that I had just conquered the world. I see it as like a hardcore Henry type thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Which is a fantastic movie. Yeah, say. exactly. As long as you have the stomach for it. Very similar to that. Uh, Nihal, you seem ready to go here, so how about you give us your pitch? All right, perfect. So my dream, which I had a couple of months ago and kind of developed, is actually... Um, I want, it to, I want it to be more like something I experienced, so something very uh, point of view or POV, very similar to what you mentioned, Hardcore Henry. I love that movie. Um, it starts off with me kind of opening my eyes and being on top of a roof, and I'm being chased by these evil people. I jump off, and everything turns black, but I wake up again. And I suddenly wake up again, and I go into this chamber, only to be attacked by a bunch of nightmares like zombies ninjas <laughs> evil monsters and i die but i wake up again and I, i'm attacked again by these monsters and evil ninjas and then i learn how to defeat these monsters and i eventually win but then i die and i wake up again and i face different you died nightmares. in your dream i died in my dream you know that means I woke you up. die in real life <laughs> maybe not but i wake up and i face different monsters different evil creatures different uh, fears that I have in real life, like zombies, creatures, heights, darkness. And then I get up and I keep doing this until I'm able to defeat all my monsters. And eventually, um, I feel more confident. I have a lot of skills and I develop a set of skill sets and I'm able to destroy every uh, monster or danger that, that I face. Eventually, I see this light in front of me. I go ahead and I walk into it expecting the next monster. But what I see is myself and a Ooh. bunch of other people around me. And I find out that all of this was a test. A test by a sweet, secret organization. A <laughs> sweet organization. <laughs> secret organization that was testing me in my dreams to create the perfect super soldier. And the final test is to face a clone of myself who has the same strength and the same weaknesses. And at this point in time, I'm so disgruntled and I'm so done with all of this that I decide... Not to fight myself, because I feel like that would be an unending and a, for, uh, and a perpetual battle. But I decide to convince them to join forces and break out of the prison. But obviously this is like a continuous fight, because I'm fighting evil people, assassins, and ninjas. But we decide to escape mm -hmm. on the roof. 
and we're going to this epic shootout scene, John Wick style. Uh, <laughs> me and my clone face off against a horde of evil people and ninjas. We face off against the, the top assassins, and then we're chased onto the roof. And on the roof, I turn around, and I can't see my clone. But I'm suddenly chased by these random people that give me a choice, either to come back into the test and become the perfect soldier, or to jump off the roof and die. Then I decide, you know, I had enough of this. So wait, to jump off the roof and die? Yeah, and you know what's crazy? At the start of, the, the start of all of this, I was in the roof, and I was about to jump off and die. And I made the same decision to jump off and die in the start of the movie. And I decide to jump off and I get up and I'm in the same place where I was at the start. But in my bed. But am I in the same place? And then leave, leave as a cliffhanger. I can, I can see this playing out as exactly how you dreamed it. <laughs> exactly. How, how many times, Paul, did you think about Scott Pilgrim versus the world when he was talking about that? Okay, I, okay only <laughs> once. <laughs> Maybe like one and a half. Like the, the clone part yeah. was one. Oddly enough, there's a movie coming out similar to that this year with Will Smith as an assassin fighting other Will Smiths. What? Just what? an FYI, that's coming out, directed by Ang Lee, who did the first Hulk movie. <laughs> so anyway. It's going to be terrible. Uh, are, are you playing yourself in this one? Are you casting an actor as yourself? See, I wanted to leave it mysterious. Like, just like Hardcore Henry would be... Uh, oh, it's just like view. from your view. Yeah, so it could be anyone. It could be... Uh, I wanted the person who's watching the movie to feel that they could be themselves in the movie. And it could be anyone. It could be a girl, a guy, a big guy, a short guy. It could be anyone. <laughs> I so mean, I just, think most people dream in first person, right? So it's, it's, it's a little difficult to probably... Think about it outside the box. Oh, <laughs> I cast someone else as myself. Okay. Um, but so for the the people that you're running from, are you looking at this kind of like a smoke and aces type thing where there's like real personality, or are these just kind of like miscellaneous people that you're running from? I'm looking at miscellaneous people that I'm fighting in each uh, each step of the way, just random people that just pop out and I fight them. Mm. But sometimes I die. It's kind of like an edge of tomorrow scenario. Oh, like, that's pretty. Where cool. Tom Cruise kind of dies, but wakes up and then learns how to fight, and then it gets better, and then he passes each test. I feel like Edge of Tomorrow is, like, the best video game movie. Video game? But, like, it's kind of like a video game. Like, oh, okay. Much. It's the yeah. best version of a video game. On I mean, that's that's kind of cheating because it's not a video game, but it is the best, like... A, yeah. yeah. I find it interesting how, like, the dream kind of... It, it didn't end up... It didn't end with the conclusion because when I woke up from that dream, it was bound to repeat itself, so it was, like, this endless loop. Will there be a sequel? Or you just leave your audiences. Or, like, or you're at hanging. the end and then you go to a white room and it's the architect from... The <laughs> See, that's the thing. I didn't want to leave, like... There's no end to it. There's mm. no finale. It's you just, just wake up? Have you ever had endless this dream, dream of nightmares and suffering. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's dark. <laughs> but that's, that's how it is. That's how dreams are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go next because I'm really excited for mine. Okay. Okay. I want, I want to try to visualize this for you guys. So... Uh, th this movie takes place in Toronto. Uh, I think each of you have probably been on the King Streetcar at some point. So <laughs> this is where this movie starts. Uh, and imagine walking on the King Streetcar. You look around, you see other people. Like, I mean, all of us kind of people watch a little bit. So imagine you're kind of like just scoping out people. Uh, and you're riding down the King Streetcar. You can see to your left and to your right the, uh, the sights and scenes of Toronto. And off in the distance, you see an explosion on the left. Uh, and everyone's like freaking out. Like, oh my God, there's, there's an explosion over there. Uh, and it's kind of, it's got some electricity and a little blue to it. And everyone's like, that's, that's kind of fucking weird. Like, I've never seen an explosion in real life, but this looks different. Um, and then all of a sudden, you see an explosion to the right. And then you see an explosion up ahead. 
and all of a sudden there's explosions going all around and you see ships descending from the atmosphere <laughs> there's an and then there's someone who's trying to text us on his phone he's trying to get in touch with his loved ones and then he says uh, he can't like phones across the the streetcar have been cut out and he says uh communication disruption can only mean one thing invasion <laughs> it's played by the same actor who says it in episode one anyway wait what who oh invasion. i'm making an episode one reference here yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden the streetcar gets lifted off the ground you're getting sucked into an alien ship and then as you're getting put in there they're saying you know what all right we've taken over your planet we want to do some experimentation to get to know your species a little bit more uh, and for this particular group, we're going to put you in a deathmatch competition with each other. <laughs> Did you all say deathmatch? Deathmatch <laughs> competition. So all I the people that. that you might randomly run into on a streetcar, think about the old people, the young people, the average people who are just on it's a streetcar. It's just your streetcar? Just that streetcar. Okay. There are 32 pe people on the streetcar, and they think, hey, people on Earth, they like brackets, like sports tournaments, so we're going to do one-on-one -on -one deathmatch <laughs> with each other. And you proceed, you get to go on to the next round. Uh, and then they put the first two people in the cage, and they're like, "Like, I can't kill someone. Like, <laughs> like think about if you were put in this situation. Like, yeah. could you kill somebody? Um, and so they unleash alien monsters that kill them in the most vicious way possible. That's painful and horrendous and terrible. And it's like, okay, the more sane, like, the more helpful thing to do is to just kill someone normally. Um, and so think about all the different people that you would see on a streetcar now being put into a situation where... They have to kill each other. Um, so the people that I've cast for this, uh, in the lead role playing myself is Scoop McNary. Who? Uh, he is the paralyzed guy from Batman vs. Superman. Ooh, why him? Because just an average person. It works better if he's like... Give yourself some credit. Okay. I don't want like a Tom Hardy because he would just kick everyone's ass. Like Scoop the, McNary... The guy who they hide the bomb in his wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there's also going to be like a sort of romantic interest that he's teaming up with and it's going to be Anya Taylor-Joy okay because uh, I think she's good in these type of movies and then there's going to be two people who are getting into it way too much that it's like all of a sudden they found out they like killing people the and it's going to be <laughs> Shane from The Walking Dead and Ben Foster he's good for actually they're both good for that role and then there's but also going to be a, a mentor type character who gets killed off and this is going to be Jeff Goldblum because oh. everyone is that's sad gonna, to see him go. Like, be really sad. <laughs> you get Jeff Goldblum in a movie, you're like, I want to see him till the end. But you're manipulating get... feelings right now. Exactly. It's like you you discover how real death is when Jeff Goldblum gets killed in front of you because Absolutely. you expect him. Um, also on the streetcar are Jackie Weaver, who played the old lady from Bird Box. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have Rafi Cassidy, who played in movies you never saw. <laughs> Drink. Uh, Drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, we're also going to have Lakeith Stanfield, who was in, uh, what was that movie with the, um, the call center, the Stephen Young. Call center? Uh, like, sorry for bothering you or something? Sorry for bothering you. Stephen Young was in that? Yeah. I should watch it. Um, John C. Riley, <laughs> Constance Wu, and Jacob Tremblay. You did a great job of casting this film with like the characters you would see on transit sent from a guy. But also it's a very it was a it's not rush hour, is it? No. <laughs> There's very but, imagine no, no, the streetcar isn't going anywhere. Imagine you've been put in like an octagon cage with Jackie Weaver and you're like, you guys gotta fight to the death. And she's like, you know what? Like, I don't wanna die with these vicious monsters, you have to kill me. Like, how do you do that? I mean, if that was the case, I'd be that's actually easier than killing like 
but Constance like, Wu. How, <laughs> how do you do it, though? What's the fastest? How do you life? end someone's life? Like, do you right now in this room know how to end somebody's life? Carson, with all due respect, I thought. Do I have any issues? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's like that's that's the problem that's been put forward. I think that's interesting to kind of explore. You said you picked the one that says the least about <laughs> you. I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the way that this movie's going to end is that obviously our lead and our romantic interest kind of escape, and they realize that there's different like pods within this alien ship where it's like. This was the death match, but there's another one where it's they're exploring mating, and there's another one where they're exploring <laughs> like, learning things, and then, so it's like uh, we I just know. drew the short end of the, yeah. we we boarded the wrong streetcar. Yeah. yeah, we were so, on the Dufferin streetcar. Five oh four. Anyway, that was a uh, that's my movie there. Right day, wrong streetcar, coming. That is definitely the poster. <laughs> You thought, it, you thought you thought delays right were bad. <laughs> you thought delays were bad. You thought wrong. Oh my god. It was I think semi-inspired by the scene in Fight Club where Brad Pitt and Edward Norton get on the bus and they're like scoping people out. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's mine. Paul. Wow. Um, okay, so let me start mine by saying this was this idea. Uh, of the segment was born out of a dream that I had last month, which is going to be my idea. But there was also another uh, recurring dream that I have, which I thought would have been cool, but I didn't want to go with it because I felt like too standard. Also, side note, we all have very violent dreams, apparently. <laughs> so uh, the other one that I was thinking of was that um, this dream is that uh, I've, uh, I'm have i in my high school, and uh, for some reason it gets attacked by like Rukhai, the like the super orcs from Lord of the Rings, and like they're they're climbing ladders to get into the school and like kill us. And then I re- all I remember from that dream is hiding under the desk while one of my friends gets eaten. What was high school like for you? I it was pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so. But uh, so like the the main the the dream that I really felt like would lend to this uh, idea uh, is no surprise for myself. It's a zombie movie. But there's there's few there's a few key things about this zombie movie that, like I guess stood out in this dream. So one at the very beginning. So every zombie movie has the beginning of the carnage, and this one is um, uh, in in Vegas. This character it actually wasn't me. This character is in Vegas for a family trip. I don't know why, and uh, you know the end of Ocean's Eleven when they're all standing in front of that mm-hmm. fountain. The shooting yeah. water. So they're all there. The family's there. There's all like all these tourists, and then there's uh, some sort of explosion, some sort of event, and the main character blacks out. And the main character wakes up, and like things have gotten going. Like there's fires everywhere. People are on the ground, and then main character looks into the fountain, and he sees like people floating in the fountain, and one of those people is Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I don't know why it's specifically Anna Kendrick. Okay. <laughs> And I think the idea, like, the movie idea is that she's, like, such a small and, like, funny, nice person. Wait, is it Anna Kendrick in real life, or is it Anna Kendrick it's playing Anna herself Kend- right now? So, I don't... It can either be actually Anna Kendrick, for some reason she was in Vegas, or, like, Anna Kendrick playing someone. But I think it should be Anna Kendrick. And, um, she, like, the, the main character wakes up, he sees, like, her in the fountain, he's like, Oh my god, you guys wake up, like, something's going on. There's, like, fires and explosions everywhere. And Anna Kendrick, she, like, she wakes up, like, the, the whole, like, Dracula sit-up thing. And then she, there's, like, a person next to her also waking up. And then it's, like, focused on her face. And she's, like, she's like shaking off the, the 
shell shock. And then she just lunges into the other person and like starts ripping them apart. And it's like, for some reason, this was a big deal for me because it's like such a tiny, nice little it's girl. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, she's been in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, and <laughs> great, now she, great movie. She's ripping out this person's windpipe with her teeth. <laughs> and then, so the main character is like, holy fuck, what's going on? Anna Kendrick just uh, ate someone. So he runs and he gets saved by these people. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like the whole getaway scene movies. Uh, they escape to a house. They hide out in the house for a little while. Bird box. Bird box style. I actually wa- uh, had this dream. I actually watched this dream. I actually had this dream before watching Bird Box. But, so they bit my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so they're hiding out in this uh, house for however long. They see, like, it's a kind of a montage. They see, like, outside society crumbling but the thing is, these zombies are not like mindless zombies. They're like, they're like rage zombies, but they're still coherent. Like they, they're still smart, so they can make plans. They can set ambushes. Uh, so they're like, um, they look outside the windows every day and they see like, the zombies like rounding up humans, uh, to like be slaves or whatever and taking them away. So uh, the and it's like. The, the zombies, they don't look any different. They're just crazy. They, they could, you could walk up to a person like they, they'd not know. They don't have like the classic blood coming no, out. No, 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 no. Until they like attack you and then they're just like feral. Have you so, been thinking about this since the Apocalypse podcast? Since I, <laughs> I think Paulo's always thinking about zombies. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of zombie movies. This is always on my mind. But like this was like, and also in this dream, I had this dream as if it was a movie. It was really weird. Anyways, so they're hiding out in this house, the characters. Uh, there's something happens, they give their, their selves away, and then the zombies attack the house. Three of them escape, and then they go and they start walking into like they have they start pretending that they're zombies, which is not very hard because everyone looks the same. But like if they have to come across someone, like a like a regular person, and then they like bump into each other like slightly, they have to just like maul that person because they're like, these zombies are just like s- triggered immediately, like violence for no reason we all need therapy yeah <laughs> i know and then they they get like they kind of get uh funneled into the zombies like it's like a net it's like an underground trench and all the zombies are taking all their human prisoners into this trench um and then these people are like oh my god we can't like everyone's walking this way if we leave it's gonna look weird so we gotta walk and just okay everyone keep it cool let's pretend to be zombies still they go in and then there's like tests like to prove you're a zombie they get past that somehow like through some clever it's like an way. emotet situation like a what oh emotet emotet <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of kind of um and then they so they get through the whole trench they get into like the the nest of the zombies and it's this giant coliseum underground uh a la carson's dream <laughs> but the, so the three people left are like sitting in the Colosseum and they're, the zombies are making the re, like the remaining humans fight each other to the death just for their own entertainment. And then it's a line and then slowly it like, for some reason, it's almost their turn to fight. I don't know why, because they're pretending to be zombies, but uh, someone's going to make them fight, I guess. And then um, when it's their turn, they're like, we can't do this. They'll know. So we got to do something. And then the main character is like, he stands up and he's like, for some reason, he noticed that there's other people in the crowd pretending to be zombies. <laughs> and he feels like there's more, 
pretending than actual zombies. So he's like, we got numbers on our side. I have an idea. Let's do this. So he's like, he gives a giant, a, a weird speech about like, guys, I know you're pretending. If you're pretending, put your hands up. And like, everyone puts their hands up. And then they're like, <laughs> guys, we can't do this. Like, we outnumber them. We should stop this. But then the twist ending is that they all don't care. And they actually really like being, being like zombie. bloodthirsty. <laughs> not zombie, but like they like not holding back and just killing people whenever they feel like it. And then they just eat the main character. So what does this say about you and your thoughts on humanity? You know what? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it says quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, uh, last thing I was going to ask everyone about this part is give us a title for your movie. Maybe, Paulo, since you're on topic. I'm going to go last. <laughs> That's a tough one. Brain box. Brain <laughs> box? That's yours? <laughs> no. Uh, it's called... Zombie Kendrick. Zombie Kendrick? Mine would be called Death Labyrinth or... Death like, Labyrinth? Yeah, like, to, to, to me, my, like, to reiterate, like, it's just this, this like, never-ending stairwell of fight after fight after fight, no yeah. end in sight. So it's, it's definitely just, like, death maze, I don't know. There's a lot of movies with... Yeah? Oh, mine would be Oscar bait, so it would be called The Monster Within. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Wait, who's going to be your lead character? Is it you, or is it... No, for some reason I saw, like, Michael Cera and, um... What's, uh... Jonah Hill in that movie, so... One of them. No, Jonah Hill is the main character. Fair. There would be a McLovin character in there? No. <laughs> Nihal, you got a title for yours? I don't know. I feel like because it's such a POV movie, I don't want to make it a specific title. Hardcore Knee Hall. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different movie altogether. <laughs> like, and I'm watching it. I'm watching it. <laughs> you guys just met. I feel like it, just, it could just be because it's a test to make the perfect super soldier, it could be Subject Zero. Mm. That's it. Subject Zero. I like that. Make sure it's not like Patient Zero, the other zombie that movie that I watched. I was going to try to think of some streetcar joke for mine, but I'd probably call it, like, the 504 to hell. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the streetcar joke. Shout out Toronto. Guys, can we, uh, can we jump on the, this whole comics universe bandwagon and make, like, a crossover universe? Yeah, like, the, the, the combine all the movies? I mean, we're all fighting in them. Yeah, yeah we all... people, put them through a death labyrinth. And then, like, turn him into zombies. and But it's all a test to make the someone. perfect super yeah. soldier. <laughs> there we go. We're all troubled. That's and it turns out they weren't zombies. No, wait. That didn't happen. <laughs> it was just a test. All right. Well, we will end off this episode as we usually do by uh, giving some recommendations for some movies that we're each looking forward to. So, each of you, what are you, uh, what are you looking for coming out in the next month or so? <laughs> so you brought it up, and little spoiler alert, um, I don't pay enough attention to upcoming movies. For me, I, I, I keep a bookmark of, you know, what's coming out week by week, and I, and I sort of play it that way. So when you when you let me know that this was going to be a question asked, I, I sort of started looking into the future. Uh, the one that really stuck out to me was the one you mentioned with um, Holland and Ridley, Chaos Walking. Uh, premise on that I read... A boy in a world with no women, all living creatures can hear each other through something called noise, but not speech. Um, to me, that that just, you know, sounded interesting to me. I mentioned this? 
You mentioned Holland and Ridley earlier in the podcast are doing a movie together. Oh, this is what you were yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called, but yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'm also sort of looking forward to Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic movie. Isn't that like October? Yeah. <laughs> you said in the future. You didn't tell me One when the future in the ends. Future. Okay, my bad. That basically comes from I recently saw the, <laughs> the, the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, and I actually yeah. quite enjoyed that. When is uh, Chaos Walking coming out? Or are you going to tell me that, like, that also doesn't fit in? Oh, well, no, like, I'll, I'm, I'm trying to uh, help our viewers, like, kind of plan their movie schedules based okay. on the recommendations. Um, Chaos Walking. That is not a website. Um, bear with me. Chaos Walking, March 1st. Yeah, that's pretty quick. So that's coming soon. And then the third one I wrote down was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is the upcoming Tarantino film. Oh, it's going to be so good. Which is supposed to be, from what I understand, like, his final film? Is it like, like a murder? No, he's going to make ten, and this is his ninth. Okay. So he's going to make one more after this. And I think it's coming out on 9-9-2019. Because so he's mad. really into numbers since Hateful Eight. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's the three for me, really, uh, outside of, you know, the Marvel movies we talked about earlier and all the superhero stuff, because I'm a nerd, yeah. Cool. What about you two guys? Um, so, I like a, a stupid movie every now and then. Just a movie that doesn't make any sense, but... Hey, uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, just, you just need that one of those. And one of the Is movies... a Rogue One reference? Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the movies I'm really looking forward to... Well, not looking forward to, but I think I might enjoy watching just... On the downtime, is it's called Cold Pursuit. It features Liam Neeson. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a really oh shitty taken ripoff movie. Apparently, it's like all his movies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's literally much. typecast into it. Take sucks because he's a really good actor. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's coming out on February eighth. It's supposed to be about the Liam Neeson, who's a snowplower, goes through <laughs> the death of his son and goes after all the bad guys in the snowplower. Wow. Which I think that like kind of influenced my dream a little bit because there's a scene in the trailer where he's like choking somebody and then he's like, oh, I'm done. He's dead. And then the guy comes back to life and he's like, oh, I got to choke him again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like somebody who is trying to kill who doesn't know how to kill. It's like, oh, that's my favorite part of that trailer. So it's like taken with snow and a snowmobile. Um, <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of that trailer is Emmy Rossum. Who? Emmy Rossum? Shameless? Yeah. <laughs> this is a TV reference. Drink. Me? <laughs> you said Emmy Rossum. You said something about Marvel a little while Pass the bottle. Okay, here you go. Thank I you. didn't know if you just wanted more. <laughs> but yeah, shitty good. taken ripoff. It's a good... Side so, so note, I was just thinking about that movie. Like, I saw a trailer about it recently. And it's just, like, type like typecast to the max. The thing that annoyed me the most was the music. When they, like, did, like... <laughs> Fade it black. Was it? I don't, I don't know. There's a song like that. Yeah. Anyway, it was a song where like they just fucked it up real bad. And I was like, that's a good song. Don't it's it's where they make every like punch hit each beat. On, yeah, on like a that. side note, there's a movie coming out with Matthew McConaughey uh, called The Beach Bum, made by this really shitty director. Um, and they've decided to incorporate 2001 A Space Odyssey soundtrack music into it. Drink. But like... Okay, first of all, 2001 Space Odyssey. No, not that. A classic movie. Talking okay, Beach Bum, sure, yeah. fine. But anyway, I'm like, they started, like, it's a shitty movie, and I'm okay with it. Make a shitty movie if you want. But they brought 2001 A Space Odyssey into it, and it pissed me off, because it's like, don't taint 2001 <laughs> with your shitty movie. And it pissed me off. You're still going to watch it. But, like, not in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to theaters. 
Uh, anyway, Paula, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to Hotel Mumbai. Uh, starring Dev Patel, who was in uh, that Tiger movie. What's Crouching it? Tiger Hidden. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, something. Wasn't he also trying to find his parents? Slumdog Millionaire? Or am I yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. What's the one, like. Lion. Lion. <laughs> Lion. Wrong animal. Um, and uh, also Jason Isaacs, uh, who played Draco Malfoy's father. <laughs> and um, Army Hammer, for like whatever reason, I like cheer for that guy, even though he's... Like, I hated him, but he's turned into a pretty good actor. He, yeah, and he was in Free Fire, which was a good movie. Yes, fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, it's about... It's another uh, true story about like a hotel uh, hostage uh, situation, terrorists and stuff. That's my jam. Uh, cool. So what I'm looking forward to is every year, uh, I'm going to throw out another TIFF reference. Um, they play the, uh, you can buy one movie ticket that gives you the five nominated short films. So you can buy a movie ticket for all the animated short films and then all the live action short films at TIFF Theater uh, that are nominated for the Oscars. It's actually something I look forward to every year. That's like, you don't really get a chance to see these movies anywhere because they're not like so on Netflix, they're not like anywhere up, but there's some really cool short ideas that are presented and I think are really fun. Um, so that's coming out sometime in February now that the Oscar nominations have come out. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I would encourage a lot of people to go to, like if you're just looking for something new and fresh to go see at a movie theater, um, it's really interesting. So I would definitely say go check it out. I have no idea what they are, but I'll find out when I go see them, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so that is it for our episode. Uh, thank you again uh, for those of you on social media. Uh, we didn't have any winner for our pitch competition, which wasn't a competition. Uh, but you can let us know in the comments which ones you thought was the best. Wait, quick shout out. We've reached 100 followers on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, and this is not counting the uh, like... Janet12345 that has like naked pictures. I feel like we have like 50 of those. I've, I've been blocking them. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, we wow. have, we've hit 100 followers. Thank you all 100 of you. I don't even know if you guys listen. But uh, this, uh, follow uh, at Houston. We have a podcast on Instagram. And help uh, us fight against NASA's Houston. We have a podcast. Yes, we'll build be our best. following. Thank you guys and uh, tune in again next month. Thank you. Bye.